0: Did we just invent California?
1: Discover why California is the
0: ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
3: David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damaschek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamaschek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damaschek.
2: Hi and hello, football fans! It's your old pal Dave. Dave Damashek. I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com/shack. S H E K.
4: Shack,
0: shack, shack.
2: Black tie. How long have we done this show? Three years now. Yes, this is going into our third season. Oh, into, we! I didn't know we called it by seasons. Oh, by well, by football season. Yeah,
4: exactly. Going into the third football season, almost creep, creeping up on three years. For and sure. we've done two
2: hundred and fifty some shows there. About two hundred
4: and eighty-four. Is exactly. this by
2: name the best guest we've ever had on the show? Is that in terms of profile, star power? Would you say we've had some big ones? Like who? Who competes with this
4: one? Uh, we had Russell Wilson. Main man Russell Wilson. Had, <laughs> Russell
2: Wilson's been in the league for two
4: years. We have Charles Barkley.
2: Okay, Chaz Barkley is uh, a man of We've some problems. Aaron Paul.
4: No, Hugh Jackman is a winner, right? Oh yeah, Hugh Jackman. He's, right. Yeah, he's, he yeah. Is.
2: And the conversation. Although yeah. I don't know if Hugh Jack. Yeah, I guess was is Hugh Jackman now a bigger star than Kevin Costner was in his day?
4: First of all, obviously I'm the wrong person to ask if you're yeah, we talking, what we talking <laughs> about yes. stuff, you know. Well, I, I don't want we're getting watch Bodyguard, But yeah, let's keep it going. <laughs>
2: that's right. <laughs> the one movie Black Dice Scene of Kevin Costner's is the bodyguard. Terrific. Um yes, but in terms of football prowess, I think this guy is probably at the top of the list for us. We are going to be talking in a matter of minutes here. The uh, the phone's going to ring on the other side of the glass there. Black Tie will pick it up, and then we'll be talking with the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger. I make no bones about the fact that I'm born and raised on the banks of the Three Rivers, so you can understand that uh, I'm I'm enthused to kibitz with the guy who is uh, going into his – 11th season, I think, is what it is. Yeah, it'll be his 11th season going in there uh, for the uh, in the AFC North there and what figures to be a pretty compelling AFC North with the Bengals still ruling, but the Ravens just one year removed from their Super Bowl. Everybody's buzzing about the Cleveland Browns, and, of course, the Steelers have some very interesting young pieces in there. Going Let's into talk... his
4: 10th season, by the way.
2: No, 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 that's definitely not true. It's either 11th or 12th. Right. 2004, uh, so right. So 2004
4: can, is his first season, so 2014 will be his. That's
2: 10 years, so right. So yeah. if this is 2014, so this is his 11th year. Um, oh, that's, yeah. what, that's what it is. Either way, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we do know that in those 10 years, two Super Bowl rings, three Super Bowl appearances, unparalleled by anyone, including Brady, not uh, in the last decade I'm talking about. I know Brady's early career outstrips Roethlisberger's. But otherwise, in the last decade, no one's got more pelts on the wall among quarterbacks than Ben Roethlisberger does. We'll talk about the 2014 season. With him in just a second, real quick, I wanted to give you an update, uh, Black Tie and everybody else online uh, who has questioned me about it. The big auction draft that uh, I'm in, I'll give you an update on that. The good news is I survived that. This is the league in which the previous year's champ gets to vote out someone of his choosing. I survived once again. I'll uh, I'll give you some more details on that later on. But it appears, by the looks of Black Tie behind the glass, the moment has arrived. It's big here in Studio 66. Maximum Strengths! I'll
4: let you have this one since it's Big Ben. Keep thank going. Thank you. Thank you. All
2: right. He's on the line? He is on the line. Let's get to him, Ben Roethlisberger. All right. This is uh, about as exciting as it gets here in Studio 66 Force. This is a guy who we've uh, wanted the kibitz with for many moons now. He is the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number seven, Ben Roethlisberger. How are you, man?
3: I'm doing well. How are you today?
2: Oh, I'm doing well. Listen, I'm over the moon. I'm speaking to you. I'm excited for the <laughs> return of uh, of pro football, as I'm sure you are. Before we get into all that, though, real quick, you're a father of young kids just like me. How are you enjoying the kids' movies, the kids' uh, the kids' TV shows—any of those that uh, that speak to you more than the other ones do?
3: I tell you what, it's fun. Um, my son, who is almost two now, he loves like animals, so it's kind of a good thing I get to watch the Outdoor Channel and the Hunting Channel because he wants to see deer and all kinds of animals, so I can kind of. Kill two birds with one stone.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's not too bad. Like, maybe yeah. I, I, I see on the horizon some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and some Iron Man and stuff like that. Yeah,
3: there's right. still those days with Sesame Street and, you know, Elmo and those kind of things. So. Oh, no, the
2: the better stuffs on is, is coming for you right around the corner. All right, let's that's talk. Right. I, I hate to to, you know, get off on an uncomfortable note, but I want to tell you something and just get your reaction to it. Last night I had my fantasy football draft. It was an auction thing where, you know, you bid for players. Ben Roethlisberger went for two dollars. Aaron okay. Rodgers went for like forty-five, and Peyton Manning <laughs> went for sixty. To me, I feel like this is uh, this uh, this speaks to an ongoing insult from Football America towards Ben Roethlisberger and the talent you've shown us now for more than a decade. How say you on this?
3: Yeah, it's one of those things. I you know never been a big fantasy guy. I don't put up the big numbers because I don't think you get points for just winning in fantasy, and that's all I try and do is just win. Well, listen, and that's what you do, and to me, I've long made the
2: case that, you know, when we see this list of the great quarterbacks in the NFL, you know who they are, Peyton and Brady and Breeze and Rodgers, I feel like, you know, the NFL network here, we do a top 100 players list every year. And it's always with with the colleagues, with my colleagues, a lot of people seem to understand. The guys inside the game always say, Ben Roethlisberger certainly belongs on that list. But the more casual people seem to leave you off of it, put you at five behind those names I just said. Does that matter to you at all? Do you care about how you're perceived as a football player now and, you know, what your legacy is going to be?
3: You know what? It's it's really about what do the guys in this building think about me. And, um, you know, I think that – and your peers you know the the, the opponents opposing defenses and players and coaches and um you know if they respect you then that means you're a pretty good player and I always figure that you know at some point when I retire that hopefully they'll look back and say man we never gave him his uh enough credit and his dues and he was a pretty good player but until that day I'm just going to keep doing what I got to do do you believe to me something that distinguishes
2: you from at least a couple of those names is and which which isn't to uh diminish any of their deeds but you got the clutch gene it's it's clear do you believe in clutch
3: well I think uh, you know I I I don't want to you know I got a clutch gene or what I just I think it's it really just comes down to and maybe that's what it is Is just just the desire and the want to win I'm sure everybody you know wants to win but really uh, is everyone able to when when it's all riding on it and you know you no one's able to do it every single time certainly not me but uh, if you can do it more times than than you haven't then i feel like um you know you thrive in that situation
2: are you though you know the famous story i guess uh, you know for a two minute drive in the history of football is joe montana saying to his teammates before they go down the field and beat the bengals um hey look john candy's out there in the in right. the crowd are you do, do you get in the huddle do you change your tone to the fellas or are you are you you know very placid and and, and try to uh, you know instill some calm to everybody else
3: you know what, I think it depends on the situation. Uh, I think certain situations you need to come in and kind of get everybody fired up and rah-rah in certain situations you've got to come in and kind of keep everybody cool and just focused. So uh, I think it, it depends on, on what, what, what's called for at that time. I know that before uh, Super Bowl 43, when we had that, that two-minute drive to win the game, I kind of tried to do something li- like that. You know, I said, hey, guys, I don't have a, a Joe Montana uh, candy speech to give you guys uh but let's just go do it and then of course the first play we had a penalty, so I <laughs> had to rethink my, my speeches before a big drives.
2: <laughs> Boy, that ball you threw on uh on the uh on first down replay though was uh, was about as good as I mean that drive obviously is the, the uh lead item on your Hall of Fame candidacy. But do you think what what is to you besides that drive, what stands out to you from your postseason deeds? I have my thoughts on what I what was the, the greatest uh, postseason game you ever put out there. How about you?
3: Well, I think if you ask, uh, you know, when it comes to being a quarterback, you don't want to be known for making a tackle. But I think if you ask <laughs> Pittsburghers and Steeler fans, they're going to talk about a tackle that I made in Indy uh, to, to help bet us get a Super Bowl and get us to, to Super Bowl Forty. Um, but but if I'm talking strictly quarterbacks, I think that that whole um, you know my rookie versus my second year of that that mm-hmm. playoffs, I think going to Denver uh, in the championship game, and I, I had a really good first half, and and you know we. Played really well, and I, I feel like that was one of my better games in the postseason. I like the cut of your jib, Roethlisberger, because
2: that's exactly <laughs> the game that I point to. People say, "Oh, Ben didn't play the greatest, uh, uh, have the greatest Super Bowl," but I always point out, "Look at what he did in Indy, and look what he did in Denver." You—that's uh, exactly the one I point to. That first half that you put together in Denver is—you uh, know—third th- down and long strikes uh, all through that first half won that game. Yep. So, all right, so we park our cars in the same garage on that one what about this and by the way as you mentioned that tackle you made let's see peyton make that tackle right no chance (laughs) he couldn't do that you beat him in a foot race any day um who is let's talk about qbs though who's the most handsome qb in the nfl
3: the most handsome yeah uh i I don't i don't really look at quarterbacks and say who's the most handsome (laughs)
2: all right well is it tom brady is it cam newton
3: uh well I guess if you probably take a poll of people I think a lot of them would say Brady I think
2: I think that's the the right answer. Yes my wife I think
3: I might win the handsomest <laughs> <the> quarterback
2: too. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's that's fair. What do you make though of uh, you know all the buzz this offseason has been about Johnny Manziel and then a lot of people are comparing you to Blake Bortles. To me he really does seem like Ben Roethlisberger incarnate. Blake Bortles the way he moves around, the way he slings it and everything. Do you enjoy watching these young guys? Do you have your eye on anybody who sort of stays out to you and says that uh, looks like a younger me?
3: Yeah I I think it's Blake. Um, I I got a chance to work out with him before he got drafted. Kind of kept an eye on him even you know at UCF because um, he did remind me a lot of myself and so um, big guy moves around and and it's fun to watch him play and I I love the early success that he's had. Um, I think that uh, you know obviously all the the word down there is they're gonna you know not play him um, early on and you know it's not always a bad thing. So I think if he, uh, you know, stays healthy, and it's it's just fun to watch him play when it's going to be his time.
2: Do you feel like you sort of started this wave in the 21st century of quarterbacks? I know obviously Tommy Maddox started the season in your rookie year, but by week two, you get in there because of the injury and uh, and don't look back. But do you feel like that NFL teams now look at, uh, hey, we can put a rookie in there and uh, he can get the job done because, in part at least, of what you did in your rookie year?
3: I'd like to think so. I mean, I, I, people don't quite talk about my rookie year when they talk about, you know, the, the rookie. Not all the time is the great rookie, you know, seasons because it wasn't a big flashy numbers type year, you know. But it was a win. All, all we did is win. And, and I was blessed to have a great team around me. And I think that's key for any of these young quarterbacks that are going to get put into the, to the position at the start if they have a good team around them, it really helps um, kind of ease them into it.
2: Do you think though, at all specifically, you talk about uh, the Browns coming to town in just, uh, in just a matter of days here, Do any intrigue as a fan or as, uh, you know, the guy going up against that Browns team, man, I wish we would have seen Johnny football here. I mean, I guess there's still a few <laughs> days. Could that change? But, but is there from, you know, a guy who's been in the league for so long, the buzz around this uh, Johnny football is humongous.
3: It is. And, um, you know, you, you see it every year. I mean, you get – I don't think i ever seen anything this big. But every year you always get these uh, quarterbacks, whether it was Newton or RG3, um, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck. You know, the young quarterbacks come in. They all they all generate a lot of buzz because they were great college football players. Um, you know, they're usually high draft picks. They're, they're flash. Um, you know, and people are really excited about, you know, the quarterback position and these big-name guys. So they get a lot of pub and a lot of hype early. And the big thing for me is just making sure that guys – uh, can live up to it. I think guys are going to get pub early, and, and they may have some failures this second year, but it doesn't mean they're going to be a failed quarterback. So, um, you know, uh, Johnny's getting a lot of pub right now, like I said, more than anybody I've seen, and um, who knows when we'll even see him on the field. Hmm. So, uh, he's got a lot of pub to live up to, and he, it's going to be hard for him to do it, uh, not on the field.
2: Well, I know, listen, you have to worry about the Cleveland Browns defense, which does look good, so I'll let you go. I want you to go study up for those guys. Like I say, it's uh, it's just around the bend here. We appreciate the time, Ben, And uh, and last thing is, you must be like a kid in the candy store, Mike Munchak. I really feel like uh, I, I wonder if you agree that that position, the offensive line, is now a position of strength for you guys. Plus, Dre Archer, plus Marcus Wheaton. Is this? Uh, are we looking forward to uh, to a big year from this Steelers offense? Then
3: I really hope so. Um, we are excited about Coach Munch and and, and the, the drafted guys you talked about, uh, free agents we signed, even second year guys. So uh, really excited about this year, and you know the key to, to every year is staying healthy.
2: Yep, I hear you, Ben Roethlisberger, and a good place to start is with number seven under center for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Go get him in 2014, like you say. Have a healthy 2014, and the same goes to uh, to the rest of the guys out there, our pal Ike Taylor and the rest. And uh, Thanks for the time, number seven. Hope we can uh, talk maybe in early February on, uh, on Press Day in Arizona. How about that?
3: <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I Have appreciate a good
2: day. it, man. You too. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Dave Dabashek. There he goes. And uh, I have to give a shout out to uh, to the Steelers PR guy, Burt Lawton, a Pittsburgher. He, uh, he lives and dies with those, not just the Steelers, but the Pirates and everybody else. I know this because I have been kibitzing with him over the months, nay years, talking about the Steelers, and, uh, of course, uh, you know, we get access to Ike Taylor and formerly Ryan Clark and Lamar Woodley and all those guys. But uh, this, of course, the brass, war- brass ring for uh, for us in Studio 66. Maximum strength, a high watermark. We talked to uh, Ben Roethlisberger, so good stuff. Black tie, and uh, what were your thoughts? Sixty Six. All right, all right. What did you think of him? What did you think of the good. man?
4: I thought he was a good uh, good interview, actually a good interview. I, I don't think he was fond of the most handsome NFL QB question. Well, I think no, I throw a lot off of NFLers
2: guard. don't like that question, yeah. but you know what? That's why I, that's, you know what? I'm not here to, to, you know, hard to,
4: facts. you're hard in an interview. I guess that's what to it's you that. about. You know, yeah. I
2: got, I, I, you know what? I, I love when interviewers say, Hey, I'd lose my job if I don't ask this question, you know, kind of thing. Um, and that's, you know, asking who's the most handsome quarterback is one of those kind of questions. I'd I, lose my job if I didn't ask that question. Yeah.
4: I do think he was really good on Blake Bortles. You know, how we have a lot of quarterback archetypes. We have the Peyton Mannings. We have Michael Vick, who's like a generation mm-hmm. of speedy athletic quarterbacks. You have the Big Ben types. You always want to who's the next Big Ben. So his, his stuff on Bortles was pretty good.
2: Yeah, and, you know, he's respectful, of course. You're never going to get these guys to say boo about uh, why they're better than Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers or – Drew Brees, they're not going to weigh in on that subject. But I did find it fascinating talking about the clutch gene. You would think like, oh, when, it, when the game's on the line, here's what goes through my head. Interesting to hear that he adapts to what the environment uh, presents to him. So anyway, good stuff there and uh, interesting stuff as well. Um, you could hear it in his voice a little bit, the intrigue about Johnny football, the fact that uh, it would appear that we're going to see Brian Hoyer. And either way, the Cleveland Browns have been – about as buzzed about an NFL team as there's been in, in uh, the offseason here. So who better to join us than, than uh, one of the scribes, always with the mirth he brings on the page as well as on the uh, very fine Around the League podcast from com slash Around the League, or is it Around the NFL? Let's clarify that right now with him. It's Mark Sessler. How are we, fellow?
1: It pleases you to bring me on minutes after – the quarterback who really ruined my middle adulthood, <laughs> Mark Sessler. He is uh, the resident
2: Cleveland Browns fan here. It is sad. This is uh, a pretty interesting. Um, we sit across from one another by about six feet here, but we couldn't be further apart in terms of uh, what we've gotten out of our respective football fandoms. I live on the right side. Of the Ohio Pennsylvania border and uh, or used to at least that's where I was reared and that uh, <laughs> I grew up a Steelers fan you just two hours drive away couldn't be more different in Cleveland um, so what do you think now 2014 it looks like it's Hoyer let's start there let's get you on record here right move or wrong
1: uh, for me the wrong move agree with that I do understand that there's probably concern. It it does seem that he didn't grasp the playbook, and there's there's players, veterans on the team that came out saying, "Listen, we've had to complete the play for Manziel in the huddle at times. That's concerning. That also tells me, did you do enough? Did you do enough to coach this guy up? I don't know. It's also Manziel. Did he prepare enough? But you got Dick LeBeau. You've got Pittsburgh. Week one in Pittsburgh. I think they just felt. Hoyer, is he's not Big Ben, but he's safer to us. We feel he's got the practice and the preparation. He won't last long. It's interesting because this is something obviously we've talked about for
2: now three or four months that even back at the draft, I said, oh, come on. Johnny Football's obviously going to start. Blake Bortles obviously isn't the third overall pick. And uh, to play backup to Chad Henney, the list goes on and on. But it seems like that's exactly how it's going to go. All these rookie Q quarterbacks are going to start the season on the bench. And, I, you know, to me, the one that stands out, though, is Brian Hoyer because they're not doing him any favors, I feel like. They're really setting him up to not be a villain, but y- y- your heart goes out to him, but really – I guess he could go into Heinz Field and pull off a victory, but the the likelihood that going at Pittsburgh and then at home against the Saints is two losses. If they lose to Pittsburgh, let's say, then they go home to play the Saints. And Brian Hoyer throws a bad pick early, the Boo Birds are going to be vicious for him. They're going to want Johnny Football. I feel like uh, Brian Hoyer is in a bad spot
1: I here. think you're right, and they wanted to probably prevent the reverse dynamic, which yeah, is right. put exactly. Manziel in there and have him. Everyone realize he's not ready for prime time. The issue I have a little bit because the offseason mythology surrounding Cleveland is that suddenly they're a, they're a team that might pose a wild card threat. That's how it seemed months ago. Where are they weak? They have no weaknesses. We're going to hit people with the running game, and we've got this Mike Pettin defense. Then the games start, and from what we've seen, well, wait a minute. You have no right tackle because both Manziel and Hoyer were under duress nonstop, and neither of them will be effective that way. Your running game looks average at best, and you have no wide receivers, and your defense is learning a new scheme and looked awful, by the way, in the last preseason game. So a little concerned on all fronts. Well, I
2: do think Mike Pettin is probably cagey enough not to reveal exa- – I mean, like all these head coaches. I don't get too overwrought about a preseason game. If a guy, I mean, based on how the defense performs or how the offense, but individuals can stand out and look downright crummy. What's your concern level about Johnny Football or and Brian Hoyer? To me, Brian Hoyer just cuts the figure of a guy who is a backup. He's not a that you know, to, to hold him to a standard of is he better than Johnny Football is ridiculous. Clearly, he does not have the skill set that Johnny Football or any other highly pedigreed QB has, or else he would have been drafted at some point. What's your concern, first of all, about Hoyer?
1: Well, I think the the, the dynamic is that he is a guy who grew up in Cleveland. He played his early football there in high school and stuff. People love that about him. He's a hardworking guy, and he's a good teammate. So it's not a personal thing about him, but he is an average quarterback who got pumped up because of what – you know, it's so bad in Cleveland at the quarterback position that when a guy comes in, he is the only starter to have, a, to have a winning record in Cleveland right now because he is essentially 2-0. and He didn't barely played that third game. No other quarterback since 99 is a winning record. So he's elevated beyond what he is. That's bad for him because what he is is what we've seen. You're talking about individual performances. He's not good under pressure. He has an average arm. And he's, still, he's a rookie himself. I, it's you know this is not a veteran. They pumped him up as this guy. As I who can say, lean he's played
2: on. 250 minutes roughly of meaningful pro
1: football. I like the idea of him, but on field, it's gonna it's not gonna last for long.
2: What do you think? Be honest. All the stuff, the pictures in Vegas, the the dollar bill thing, the performance, the you know the relatively good performance in St. Louis, then the apparent regression. All the stuff you've heard doesn't know the playbook exactly. Concern level, late August 2014. Let's get it on record now. Sort of like a year ago. We tried to get everybody on record. Is Chip Kelly's offense going to be revolutionary or a bust? I you know, Listen, I love Heath Evans. He said bust. Akbar Biamila said it, it, that the Eagles will soar. Biyamila right. Let's get Sessler on the record now. Closer to home because you're a
1: Browns guy. Concern about Manziel or enthusiasm? Where, where are we? Enthusiasm, and I'll tell you why. Because... All the stuff, the collage of nonsense in the off season, a little bit concerning at some point, but I feel like he's worked really hard. There's been no real diversion away from the, the chatter that this guy comes to practice, he comes to play, he cares about football, and I'm starting, what I saw against the Rams, and it's hard to really pick it apart because of what was going on with that offense, he looked a little more comfortable, and I think that that comfort is going to increase more and more. You need Manziel to just be out there and to be the gambler to be the guy who just, when the play breaks down, that's when he starts to become who he is. That's who they drafted. There's no reason at this point to write him off. They have not even given him a real chance in a regular season game on any level to show what he can do. I'm excited for what he can become if he's coached well.
2: All right. Again, it's still just late August. I'm on record Blake Bortles, Derek Carr, the two best quarterbacks. Ten years from now, we'll look back and say, "Well, obviously, those are the two studs from that uh, from that 2014 draft." Do you right now, if you could trade Johnny Manziel for any of those
1: guys, would you? I would trade him for Blake Bortles. Yeah. Derek Carr, uh, not no. Bortles. Bridgewater, you could go I, with him. No, uh, no, I, I really like Manziel, but I do think that what we've seen of Bortles looks legitimate. Um, he looks unusually ahead of his time in terms of where he's at as a rookie. Every game he's outshined Henny. He did in 86 seconds what it took 28 minutes for Henny to do on offense. He's that kind of guy. He does have that kind of Big Ben feel to him. I know yeah. that's overcooked at this point, but it's there. And well, Roethlisberger just said it himself.
2: Yeah. I you know, I it's it's one thing for us to sort of observe and make those I don't think it's too simplistic, you know, to 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 do that. Certain guys people reach for that. I thought Joe Theismann was sounded frankly uh pretty foolish comparing I can't even think of the receiver's name, a white receiver to he's a he uh, said he's a West Welker, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola type. What are you insinuating there, Joe? I don't right. know what you're getting at there. Please. I but but clearly Jordan Shipley uh, I was Jordan Shipley. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the idea that um, you know, but Roethlisberger. I mean, even even in their face, they're unnaturally mature looking. I mean, physically. Bortles and Roethlisberger, when they were both uh, 22, look like they're 36 year old men. I don't yeah. know what there's certain guys who have that uh, Greg Oden Greg Odin effect, I guess. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but they move the same. They they you know Bortles is probably a little faster, not as sturdy, but you know the
1: the whip is pretty much the same. And anyway, um, let me ask you a question. Yes. Right now, because w- of where where Big Ben is at in his career, would you trade Big Ben for Bortles? Pittsburgh Steelers how what an interesting question I love
2: it well I mean I th- what a crazy question that's really hard to 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 do the math on I guess i I hate to say it because we just hung up with him but yeah I guess I'd have to he's in one guy's in his eleventh year the <laughs> other guy's in one that's 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 pretty simple math actually right I like it doesn't but that make sense you're a
1: GM who swings for the fences
2: that's swinging for the fences? The, a guy who they're going to be into for 15 or
1: $20 million in a year from now? I don't disagree, but I do feel bad he was on this show roughly nine minutes ago. You so. set me up, Sessler. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, who wins week one in Heinz What's going to happen? I think it was three or four months ago or right after the draft when I told you 40-7 to 7 Cleveland. <laughs> and with each week, that's been incrementally – rougher for Cleveland, getting closer and closer. I think the last I said was 10-9 to 9, Cleveland. Yes, that's what you I told am me now just going. last week. Eight? This is –
2: wait, wait, wait. This is the official and final pick. No more change. Well, although I will say it's Tuesday morning as we record this, and so Josh Gordon's suspension or the, the, the judgment is imminent apparently. So we don't know that, and that but I think we can assume he's not going to be available for week one. Yeah. Now proceed.
1: Well, and we also don't know about something. If something happens where Manziel starts, I want to talk to you again about this, but let's forget all that. Well, how would that happen? It's possible. I like, agree.
2: What if Manziel goes out and plays
1: great this weekend? Then what are you going to do? It's, re- it, it,
2: it's really hanging Brian Hoyer out the it drive. It can happen. Proceed. 21-3 to
1: 3, Pittsburgh. Oh, my. What happened? What did I you? Ha- I, those prediction, <laughs> for those predictions. For four months, you've yeah. been
2: walking up to me and announcing what the right. final score is going to be. But in now the last three weeks. Now it's I, a whi- it's not just a victory for the Steelers. It's a whipping. They don't even score the Browns.
1: This has not played out the way I thought it would. In the last three weeks, I've actually <laughs> seen the Browns play, uh-huh. and I am concerned 21-3. to the Did you see the Steelers play the Eagles? That, that wasn't too pretty That doesn't concern either. me. <laughs> 21-3, It's in Pittsburgh. I am concerned. Who's winning that division? Pittsburgh is winning. Is it. that right? Wow. Because? Every Atler picked Pittsburgh because I think they've gotten. where Warren Sapp Every called ATN-er. them? Every Atner. Atner. I'm sorry.
2: So, so that is correct, by the way. No, Black we do type. not
1: say Atner. We're not. It's it's what convoluted. What are going to do
2: that around I know, but the AT, NFLer?
1: Atner
2: doesn't sound good. That's no, not, it does
1: not, <laughs> and we're not going down that road. No, from indeed. What, what I've been told.
2: So Atner out at or out? At NFLer,
1: we are clunky around the
2: NFLers. ATL though, to be <laughs> honest, now that we can, now that it's in the rearview mirror, ATL always was confusing. It seems like you're talking about the Falcons.
1: We had tons of people from Georgia that immediately latched on to the Twitter account because of that dynamic, and were very disappointed that the Falcons consumed maybe one fiftieth of the conversation. <laughs>
2: Um, all right, Sessler. So, yeah, so you say, and will there be a second
1: playoff team out of that? I division? went with Cincinnati. I think people don't like the idea of them going four years in a row, but they're very talented. I think that Hugh Jackson is the uh, difference maker there. Um, all right, good stuff, Sessler. And, oh, last thing, you mentioned
2: Manziel. If Manziel does not start, of course, anyone who listens to the Around the League slash Around the NFL podcast knows not about slash.
4: that officially around the NFL podcast. I you do right. that there's <laughs> like with Shame and Sheck report, Dave, you always add the slash. Oh yeah, and it's by the way slash. for those
2: uh, th- for those tweeting me about it, of course the Sheck report is slash shame report oh, will be back. Go. It's a matter of days. It's coming back. <laughs>
4: But way, was that's a problem, black tie to mention? No, it's not. I'm just saying. It's you, one you of got, my prized. You gotta, you, gotta learn, you gotta learn how to say goodbye. You know, to the old I days. don't need to say. Any,
2: I don't need to figure out anything. And I'll tell you this: we have a new NFL coming up too, coming in a matter of days too. Robust. Oh, it's a it's a wonderful time of the year. It's the footballiest time of the year. Um, but Mark, I mean, but uh, Chris Wessling, along with me, said, "Oh yeah, of course, Johnny, football is going to start the season." He went not one step further. He went uh, a gigantic leap further. By saying that he'll eat his softball pants if Johnny Manziel doesn't, are you guys planning? Black Tie, you're the producer. You got to have like you got to get a celebrity chef. Get Bobby Flay out here to like cook up the pants, make a big event out of it. Try to make them as palatable as is humanly possible. Is that what you're doing?
4: Well, I I'm sort of or maybe have three it.
2: listeners come in and do like a contest. Like you're what's that show it. Chopped? You have three people prepare the pants different ways, like that.
4: Oh, we came up with the idea of you know the soup station.
1: <laughs>
4: you know Crema
1: Wesling's pants yeah. I don't
4: <laughs> the Damage Soup Station Is have you been to the Damage Soup Station
1: been there I've never ordered soup at the workplace here but I may have to uh, switch that up now that it's under your control well
2: and I made this announcement uh, on the last podcast I'll do it again please bear with me if you are not an NFL media employee but Wednesdays are uh, free soup Wednesday the first person the first colleague to approach me and say what's the soup fella Gets a free bowl of soup, courtesy of the Dave Damischek uh, Soup Station. This
4: so. is very true, and Dave actually yesterday was today's taping on Tuesday, so Monday he actually was working the soup station. You know, that's right. Like new addition to the family. He's got some kids to feed. I was so like that lady in the, the depression era
2: jumps. videos, or uh, film that you see with a ladle in each hand, just spooning it out. The, the traffic was coming fast and furious. No time for pleasantries. Just get <laughs> put your bowl out. I'm gonna ladle it in. Next, next, next. Both sides coming at me. Just That's about sustenance. To sales this point. have been through the roof. We're positively thrilled. They've they've outstripped even our wildest, most optimistic dreams. Does the part. huddle? Even know this is happening. That's the name of the. Uh... That's not important. The the cafeteria. Do they know that there's a sign? That <laughs> I don't know. You taken over a station? part of
1: the uh, the operation. Are they aware? <laughs> well, it is
2: run. In fact, it's catered by Wolfgang Puck. is the Is the one who's in charge of that. sometime me and Puck got
1: to put our heads together and cook up some stuff. Maybe Puck's the guy to cook up Westling's pants. I like this. We are gonna need. We are concerned about Chris's safety because if you're gonna go eat forty-five to fifty yards of fabric or whatever yeah. makes up a pant, I don't think it's forty it's or fifty not yards that much. But it's <laughs> enough to disrupt how, his. How heavy set <laughs> is he? It's not that much. That's not fair. But even even one leg of pant would potentially uh, sidetrack Wessling for at least the full season. So we're not into that <laughs> happening either.
2: I, I'm hoping it's not lethal, but part of me is hoping at least that he does have to uh, have to sit out the next month.
1: Well, that's we <laughs> have, have to, to be prepared for that.
2: You have to you have to put him on the IR. Uh, I don't know. Is that is that a non football injury? That would be NFI.
3: I, I mean, say I think it
2: is a football-related injury. It is football, a football issue, obviously that led oh, the to meeting pants. pants. Yeah, that's true. Softball yeah. makes it murky. It's The softball. Anyway, Sessler, go back down because okay. the football news doesn't stop. It doesn't wait for you or any other man. And go back down there and say hello to all your around the NFL pals. Dan Hansus, our uh, our great pal. A father now a with his new li- newborn, wrestling about the pants, Greg Rosenthal. Joining me, Black Tie, Akbar Bajabiamila, Matt Money-Smith. Who else? Coach
4: Brian Billick.
2: Coach Brian Billick. And We're doing Daniel a big Jeremiah. blowout. NFL pre- se- uh, pre- a season preview. It'll be on uh, NFL.com and I think NFL Now, I'm not sure, the podcast. We're going to do a big blowout. It's like in uh, The Godfather, you know, when all the families get together, the heads of all the families get together. That's what it's going to be. So be on the lookout for all that. Meantime, the
4: podcast Big Boys Table.
2: I can't wait. So 21-3 Steelers at home. See, that's, that's the best. That's as positive as I can get. <laughs>
1: Thank you for having me on. No points. They're gonna get. They're not gonna score a touchdown in the a in their field first game. A field goal is how Cleveland gets it done.
2: Congratulations. There he goes. The great Mark Sessler. And follow him at Mark Sessler NFL. He keeps that NFL in there. Why? Because he feels he needs that validation, let him have it. If it if it gives him, uh, makes him feel better about himself to have NFL at the back end of it, so be it. That's his business. Lastly, real quick, Black Tie, I wanted to to catch everybody up on uh, something because of course everybody loves just like hearing about your round of golf. People love hearing who you got on your fantasy team. I had the big the one. This legitimately though, people do tweet me about the big auction why league. is that
4: by the way why do people because there's celebrities in it cuz no wait no Bill why Simmons and John just Hammer that, are in not it just that's just why. that but i guess not your fancy name dropping league but why do people insist on letting people know the scores of the golf round and fantasy teams no one cares I know, why do people I, insist on because, letting people know
2: because i'll tell you why cuz it's counterintuitive because you because you because it's something that is within the obviously, if you don't play golf or fantasy football, then who cares? But if I meet you and you say, Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big golfer or I'm a big fantasy football guy, then that is the conversation. So yeah. it makes sense the same as anything else. Oh, I'm a big NFL fan. Oh, is that right? What's your team? Oh, my team's the Bengals. Oh, well, mine's the Jaguars. Oh, let's connect about our various, uh, you know, the, the trajectory of our two teams. Fantasy football is not a universal conversation. You, it is the game is universal, but then the in the specifics are not. It, you know, my old man does all. You know, like, hey, you know how uh, number four, how a dog legs to the left? They're like, yeah, I know what it looks like, but I don't need you to tell me what happened on those particular shots on that particular day. Same thing with fantasy football. That said, I'm I'm talking about it and shame the devil if you don't care or turn it off right now. I'm in the league. It's been going now, I think, fifteen years or thereabouts. As uh, you may or may not know, we do each season. The previous year's champion gets to survivor style, kick out an owner of his choosing, and it's done the night of the draft. You can't do it in advance. You get there, everybody's there, and once everybody's there, has done their research, so on and so forth, only then do they announce that guy's out of the league. Well, the Dutch mook, Paul Kohorst, was the last year's champion. He, for the second time in three years voted out randy who uh you may have seen a video on grantland a while back between simmons and ham showing the video of randy's reaction to be kicked out you can find that online i'm sure randy got the boot again then we did our auction and let me just tell you so uh so john ham survived uh, cousin sal um, Simmons, uh, our pal Kevin Hench, who you know from uh, from past references and so on, and the and the rest of the characters were there. Tell me what you think, Black Tie. Just just real quick. Ten team league mm-hmm. auction, two hundred dollar salary cap. And so here's what I did. The good news is, Black Tie, here are the good parts of the cool cats spelled with two K's, twenty fourteen. Shady McCoy. Good. Levy and Bell. Good. Bishop Sankey, that's a good. That's a good. That's a nice trio of running backs. I was. I was there's no high one who could be Sankey.
4: That. Remember when he came in? I liked and very we spoke to him very much. I was hiring him too, and he seemed like a guy who was focused. And I still think he's going to be that. I just, however, there's a lot of talk coming out about how he's not the main guy that like most people are expecting. I Sean know. Green might be the starting RB. McCluster might be in a Danny Woodhead type role. So Sankey is a guy who might come on maybe with an injury or two. I hear but you. But when he does, I'll be there to but pick Sankey, him up.
2: Sankey, come on, over Sean Green. But, yeah, but Lev Bell, Shady, that's pretty good. I got Jimmy Graham, $44, okay. a steep price, but I. But he is the premium pass You know me and my kid. tight
4: ends. I'm all about those tight ends. So, I got Jimmy,
2: Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good point. I got, uh, I got Vincent Jackson is my number one receiver. After that, though, that's the, here's question number one about the Cool Cats 2014.
4: Vincent Jas- Jackson as your number one receiver is question number one to me. But keep I know.
2: I, well, he's, he's not A.J. Green or Calvin Johnson or Des Bryant, that's for sure, or Brandon Marshall. Then I go, the, but then after that, Torrey Smith. And I think my third receiver is going to be Kelvin Benjamin of the Carolina Panthers.
4: That's actually not that terrible, really. You know, he has a hmm. the. Uh, we spoke on the Around the NFL podcast on Monday. He has a good catch radius, which is good playing with you know Cam Newton, sure. who throws the ball a little bit wild every now and then. He seems like a, he seems like a, a gamer, big body, not the fastest guy, but.
2: Here's the other question mark. Jay Cutler is my
4: quarterback. Oh, that, that is a huge question mark. I
2: love huge. that offense. And if he can just stay healthy, how can he not be productive? And then my number two quarterback, Andy Dalton. What do you think of that?
0: My number one goal was to uh, work on my body language.
4: That is Brandon Marshall. Jay Cutler is one of Jay Cutler's many wide-receiving right. options. I'm just not big on Jay Cutler. Not just his body language, but he's a guy who can be careless. I don't know if you watched the uh, I know. Seahawks game, the Seahawks preseason uh-huh. game. and. That, that one pick was – I'm not sure if it was a pick six. It wasn't a pick six. Interception in the red zone. That is so Jay Cutler. You know, missed time the snap, gets it and the stew, throws it just because he has an arm. and thinks he can make every throw. It's, you Get know what? yourself a new the, quarterback. The,
2: well, I, I told you I got Andy Dalton. I think that they're similar. They neither. couldn't be more dissimilar in a lot of ways, obviously arm strength and so on. But Cutler and Dalton share this, and this is why I was happy to go with both of them. How could either one of those guys not be – Super productive in those offenses. The, with the, with the stuff, good offensive line, great pass catchers, dynamic playmakers. They're, I mean, I would put up, if I were a fantasy quarterback, I'd put up 15 points. All you have to do well, is, is toss the ball off to everybody. I mean, all you feed the feed all these playmakers. How bad could Jay Cutler Andy Dalton be to not be guys, good fantasy guys?
4: I think those guys will put up around 17, 18 points because I think this is a year people jump off their bandwagon because people expect them to step up because of the weapons they have. But again, even just with fantasy, like you want to have a quarterback that you're excited and watching. I'm not excited to watch Jay Cutler. I'm not excited, definitely not excited to watch Andy Dalton. So that's a really pretty weird strategy by you. Yeah, I
2: know, I know. Neither one of them runs. Oh, but I will say this: at the back end, when you have a extra dollar or so, I put uh, I put one dollar and got uh, Blake Bortles. So who knows? Maybe uh, you know who knows. Maybe by the end of the season, he'll be starting for the Cool Cats as well as the Jags. Either way, great stuff from Ben Roethlisberger, a great time kibitzing with him. I thought he was – you know, a lot of those quarterbacks, we complain about it a lot. And obviously Roethlisberger is, is fairly measured, as most NFL QBs are, but I thought he was more insightful about some things. You know, he didn't wasn't just uh, – wasn't, uh, oh, everybody's great and I'm not going to talk about anything. He, no, he, he
4: was good. Yeah, yeah. I, we did miss out, obviously, with time constraints, on two very fun questions, I think, or two good questions. Obviously, Emmanuel Sanders saying – you know Peyton Manning is a better leader than than Big Ben, and I know Big Ben has already responded to that. But he, like you said, he was open. Maybe he would have given us more of a response on this, on our show. Also, I wanted to be nice to. I wanted. Fair I want. I It's
2: it's not. I'm sure people will say, oh, you, you what did you? He's your guy, and you mm-hmm. didn't ask him hard questions. Listen, he's an NFL quarterback, and if you have watched or listened to us talk to Russell Wilson, and uh, and this isn't diminishing any of these guys, but you know, like Peyton Manning, all these guys are so measured they're not going to give an answer for me to waste time asking questions that they're not going to answer. Hey, do you think uh, the Jags should start Blake Bortles? He wouldn't answer that. He's not going to say anything about that. Hey, do you think you're better than Peyton Manning? He's not going to respond to that. Oh, I have great respect for these guys. That's so what they say. The other
4: question, though, which is definitely more fun that I wish we had time to ask was, hey, you beat Ike Taylor in the in the off-season trainer, you know, yeah. one-on-one free-throw contest. I, I wanted to bring that up to him. If that- Big Ben – could take you on. First of all, if you could take Akela on, and then if he could take you on. And let's, you know, book that match for next offseason. That's very interesting.
2: I like where your head's at. Yeah, I would like to take uh, take Big Ben. Maybe it'll be uh, after the Steelers return to the playoffs and maybe to Arizona. You know, they have there's a lot of free yeah. time Super Bowl week, and maybe in Arizona the weather will be good. Maybe on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday before the Super Bowl, me – Ike and uh, Big Ben can go out and have a free-throw shooting contest.
4: I can't figure out if he cuts the figure of a Paul Gasol, Kevin Love, or <laughs> Andrus Nocioni type hoops player. One of those three.
2: Well, you got to figure he's 6'4", 6'4"-ish. I bet you he was big, you know, even in high school. He must have played center, you know. You're right. Gasol was probably the best
4: comparison. Good passer.
2: Um, Anyway, uh, thanks again to Burt Lawton from uh, the Steelers for hooking us up with Roethlisberger and uh, great stuff from Mark Sessler. Make sure you check out the Around the NFL podcast and, of course, the pages there on uh around the NFL at NFL.com. we'll be back with another oh, podcast you yeah, wrap
4: just once again a plug for the podcast preview show we're oh, doing yes. it's going to be a video show which might also be an audio podcast if you're trying to figure it out but it's going to be five different videos promoting or not not promoting but previewing the season through the eyes of every one of our podcasts
2: all right uh good stuff black tie and like i say we'll be back with more Huey and applesauce getting you ready for a kickoff meantime thanks so much football fans it's been a thin slice of heaven
0: you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better Shop now at a store near you.
4: What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here.
1: And I'm Austin Hankwitz.
4: We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks.